Welcome to the Blonde Runner podcast with Coach Laura Erickson, where she shares her healthy living tips as a running and triathlon coach and mother of four. Oh, hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. So I'm excited to have you on my podcast. This is the first guest I've had, so I'm learning how to do it too, but we'll learn together. Yes. Um, Let me introduce you. So this is my friend, Jill, and she is an ultra runner and she has experienced a pretty major injury. And so we're going to be talking about getting like through injury or coming back strong and how we can like injuries are hard. And if we've done anybody that's run long enough is going to have an injury at some point, probably. And so we're dealing with injuries and how to kind of get over them. So Jill, I'm going to let you just introduce yourself and like talk about your injury and maybe how it happened. And uh, I think I said you're an ultra runner. So that kind of prefaces the whole idea, I think. So (laughs) go ahead and tell us. Yes. Tell us all. Awesome. Well, um, I'm Jill Wilkins and (laughs) I like to run. (laughs) I like to run a lot. Um, And I joke that I got some screws loose. I I really enjoy pushing myself and pushing limits. And um, I just, I love, I love ultra running and I love everything about it. Um, But yeah, unfortunately injuries happen. And um, the one I have is kind of a doozy. Yeah. So tell us how it happened. So it's kind of a loaded question, but I'll just, I'll, just hit a couple points. So last year, um, I was lucky and I got into really my dream race and that was the Wasatch 100. Um, it's a very difficult 100 mile race, not like any 100 mile race is easy Mm -hmm. per se, (laughs) (laughs) but, but this one's a challenging one. Um, it goes through the Wasatch mountains. It has, super technical trails and steep climbs, steep descents. And a lot of the times there are, there's loose dirt and loose, like softball size, baseball sized rocks. And we just, they are like ankle busting ankle roller rocks. Um, and it also has 24,000 feet of gain. Um, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> so, um, my, my training was pretty intense. I, I ran the bear in 2020 and I just kept that ball rolling. I kept that momentum and I kept getting after it, but I had some life stresses and I think I attribute part of my injury to an eating disorder that relapsed. So my training was really intense I didn't have any really in no injury issues. Like my training went really well. I did the best I could, but in around mile 70, I was, I had just summited, I think Scott's peak. And that's a, like a point right above Brighton ski resort. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I noticed some pain in my ankle. And it was a good steep descent. And part of it was on road. And I love the road because, oh my gosh, finally I can actually move my legs and not need my poles um, where I could kind of get moving pretty good. But my ankle was really hurting. And I thought, I, I literally thought that I just had 
kind of, you know, twisted it or it popped or something. I couldn't really remember any specific instances, but I had just gone all through the night. So, you mm. know, and it, it was a good, almost a, a 20 mile climb to get up there. And yeah. I was kind of struggling at that point. I had nutrition issues or I started vomiting around mile 30 and I just had a hard mm. time with keeping food down, even wanting to eat, but I still was moving pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, but what I was getting at is basically, I just wasn't quite with it as much mentally as I normally am in a race. So I kind of was like, maybe I just didn't pay attention, like, and I stepped wrong or something because it, it's really a technical yeah. race, you know, um, but just the pain never got better. Mm -hmm. um, and the next day... You were 70 miles in at that point you had 30 more miles to go right 30 hard miles like it's kind of interesting um brighton is like i want to say it's like mile 76 70 73 74 75 it was yeah. one of those numbers i was kind of out of it right there. By the time i got to brighton um but brighton is literally known as the halfway point even though you've already done two-thirds of the race it's so hard that after happens. like oh <laughs> climb yeah. isn't enough <laughs> i know right like 100 miles isn't enough like let's let's feel like you're halfway when you make it to like you know over mile 70 anyway um yeah wow. and, and there was some really steep descents with just really loose dirt and you know and, and my ankle hurt but i really just i'm like i just twisted it like that's what it felt like to me was a sprained ankle mm -hmm. um but yeah, it, it was pretty, you know, pretty rough going as far as the trail goes. Um, and and then I ended up DNFing at mile 94, which stung even more. <laughs> but that's another story. Um, fast forwarding to the injury. So the next day, my legs felt great. My training was on point, but my ankle was so swollen and it hurt. I could barely walk on it. Um but I treated it like a sprained ankle. You know, I kind of stayed off of it, let my body recover. Um, I was still doing active recovery. I, I like to get back at it even after a hundred mile race within like a week and get some vert, you know, not necessarily any hard long runs, but it really helps loosen up. It helps you bounce back um, and, and kind of getting back into it. But, you know, I'd have to really rely on my pulls heavily, like almost to the point of using them as crutches. And the pain was pretty significant. Mm -hmm. um, and it just went on like that for months. So you and... didn't go into the doctor right away. You actually, it's swollen. You're trying to take care of it, trying to mm -hmm. get it pressed, but it just wasn't going away. No. And I ended up seeing three different PTs mm -hmm. um, just because nothing was, you know, and I, it, one of them, I mean, like everybody's trying the best they could because, you know, I... I have a high deductible and I didn't want to pay full price for an MRI. And I oh. literally thought I had sprained my ankle. Like I'd never had ankle issues before ever in the history of my running. And so one of my doctors diagnosed me with tendinosis. So then I went into some pretty heavy uh, treatment for that, which includes Graston. And I don't know if anybody's had aggressive Graston treatment. It does not feel good. We'll just say that. <laughs> uh, feel pretty not good, but it can work really well. 
it, it works really well. And there's nothing better for tendinosis than Graston. So I did a, like a month of that. And, you know, at this point, it had gotten to be four months after Wasatch. And my ankle was still swollen. And it still hurt. And you could feel an actual lump. Four months. Mm-hmm. A lot of pain. And, and I had given up running. I'm like, okay, I'm going to treat this injury kindly so I started I got a gym membership and I I wanted to try to retain some sort of fitness and so I was doing rowing and the stairmaster um, and the elliptical none of those really irritated the ankle as long as I wasn't landing and pushing off it it did pretty good Mm -hmm. um so four months later I, I it really wasn't getting any better and it was still swollen and I thought okay something's something's not right so I found an imaging center, got an MRI, got a call the next day, and it was not a pleasant call. The the radiologist basically was like, you have a tear, and it's a very bad tear in a very important tendon. Um, and anyway, what I ended up finding out is I had a two-inch tear in my posterior tibial tendon. Um, two inch. I know. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that is like no wonder why it wasn't getting better, right? (laughs) I know. Really, was kind of funny. The radiologist was like, "No, wait a second. When did this happen?" Like, oh, September. And he's like, "Well, why didn't you come in until? Why did? Why did you wait so long?" And I'm like, "What?" people right they don't want to go in (laughs) right exactly i'm like i just thought it's right you know (laughs) we're doing the right things in terms of rest and trying to like it wasn't like yeah who wants to hurt themselves or be out with an injury like this you really did think okay this is a sprain but you also are an ultra runner and so somebody else might have had a two inch tear and that would have been like like they couldn't even put pressure on it but an ultra runner (laughs) (laughs) we we kind of Right, right, exactly. Like sometimes there's a little bit of you know we can handle a little bit of pain. A lot of two inch tear, just a two inch tear. Anyway, so I I was able to find I shopped around for um, a good orthopedic surgeon. Just you know I needed somebody to understand that I I really do want to get back into not just running. I want to do my ultras again. And, and ultimately I really do want redemption at Wasatch. I, I, I would like to finish the entire course. So I needed to find somebody that understood that, that understood, you know, the athlete mindset and you know, that I tell you, well, you can't run anymore. Right. Like, yeah, exactly. Cause it's um, going to happen. Like, yeah, you wanted somebody that understood. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, there are a lot of doctors or, you know, PTs or, you know, orthopedic surgeons that are not, they don't have that athletic mindset. So, you know, they'd see a substantial injury like this and they'd say, well, you know, you could probably get back to marathons, but good luck getting back to hundreds, you know, no, that's not okay. (laughs) So I found a good orthopedic surgeon, got surgery, and it has been quite the experience. Um, I was in a boot. Like, so after the surgery, I had to wear a boot, like one of those huge walking cast boots. It's been how many weeks since, since now since the surgery? So uh, I want to say uh, nine, nine or 10, weeks. nine to 10 weeks. And yeah. Like, and then you, it was like still four or five months after the initial injury, right? Like, uh-huh. got surgery. Yeah. 
And yeah. then it's a few months, you know, two or two and a half-ish months around after that. So you started in a boot. Started in a boot. And, you know, I, I mean, I had to sleep with it. I had to shower with it. <laughs> I had like, nothing like, you know, shoving down a little humble pie. I had to use one of those old people's stools in my shower. <laughs> Because I couldn't put any weight on my foot for weeks. Yeah. Um, and I, I won't lie. It's, it's been hard um, to go from training for a very difficult 100-mile race in that volume to nothing. You know, and I, I even after, like, when I was injured and I, like, before my surgery, I was still, I was hitting it pretty hard at the gym, you know. Um, I Like, one of my goals, I ran a marathon on the elliptical just to say, hey. I did <laughs> before my surgery. Um, and so that was really, that was really difficult. And I did not anticipate the surgery taking so much out of me. Um, mm. I didn't realize how weak it would make me and how hard it was, you know, to, to get recovered. Um, and then I had to completely rewire my brain and revamp my training. I'm mm. so used to having so much volume you know, cardio volume on my legs. And mm -hmm. I was not allowed to do any of that for four weeks, a, a minimum of four weeks. Wow. That's yeah. hard. That's Very long days on that. No doubt. Mm -hmm. So it's, it, you know, and I've never been a gym person and I, I I'm sure most <laughs> endurance athletes can kind of, um, what's the word? Uh, like relate, <laughs> empathize, yeah. maybe. For um, nature, you're an outdoor girl, and so yeah. Saying one, first of all, before four weeks, you couldn't do anything. Then the next, it's like you can't, you still can't go out on a trail, which is very no. devastating. Even I would say for a lot of, um, but also there's the hope that I mean, you are going to get better. We know you're getting better already. Mm -hmm. So, like, take us through what is, what do you, how do you get through that? Because <laughs> every day is probably hard but what do you kind of like what do you say to yourself how do you get through it because there's other people no doubt listening and that are, maybe they're in the midst of an injury as well like how do you get through those dark days really um it was hard I I, I broke down in tears a couple times um I'm not really an emotional person but this th this has been hard um it's been a very good opportunity to reset my my mindset and for learning and growth um so really what i what has been getting me through all of this like because i'm still grounded i i i will not be able to even run for probably two more weeks um if i'm lucky and then it's going to be flat slow runs i can't do vert so mm -hmm. no trials at all, really, um, probably until midsummer, you know, early fall. Mm -hmm. um, but the main thing is I try to focus on the big picture. So, yeah. Do I want to go outside now? Absolutely. Like, do I want to go on an easy hike? <laughs> you bet your britches. It's mm -hmm. so hard, um, you know, looking outside, seeing the beautiful mountains, the snow's melting, the trails are, you know, becoming more accessible. Yeah. And I can't get on them. Um, however, if I can behave, mm -hmm. if I can 
really listen to my doctors, listen to my body and give myself grace and give my ankle the opportunity to heal fully, Mm -hmm. then I will be able to get back at it. I will be able to go. Um, The trails are not going anywhere. Running Mm. is not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, Ultra distances, not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, I just need to be patient. And one other awesome thing that I have found is the opportunity to try new things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So because, you know, the gym has been hard and I'm, what I was getting at earlier is I was terrified to get a gym membership. I, you know, you see all these people that know what they're doing. You know, the, it, running is easy. I mean, okay, it's it's hard, but 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 really, it's easy. You put on your shoes, you pick a trail or a distance, you go do it, and you you, you get back. You're done with your workout. Mm-hmm. You go to the gym. You've got to think, oh my gosh, how do you use these machines? Yeah. Like, what parts of my body do I work? You know, like <laughs> yeah. it takes more thinking and planning a bit. I think. Yeah, it does, and so that that was a little tough. But I have gained an appreciation for the gym because I can tell, you know, there are machines that can actually help my running better, um, mm. like the adductor machines, the inner and outer, like you're actually able to really crank that weight up pretty high to really exercise those stability muscles. And the classes are really fun. And, you know, it has been great to try to, you know, like the rowing machine has been fantastic when I was not allowed to use my to use my leg at all. I could row one legged. Yeah. So saw that in person. <laughs> <I know. laughs> it was not easy. My you know, left leg like, hated when, me because that's I would isolate it. But hey, it's it like a lot of work on one. But you know, um, that's what I for me, like and for athletes that I work with, when I when they're dealing with injury, which it happens, it happens to all of us, maybe not as big of an injury as you've had, but you have to focus on what you can do, right? Because, like, mm-hmm. if you focus on what you can't do, it that's when you're in tears, right? But if you think, I can still do this and this and this, or obviously it's given you an opportunity to appreciate the gym, you would never have had that. Not that you want to be thankful for an injury, but there are usually, there are silver linings if you look for them, right? So focus on what you can do. Obviously, you've gained an appreciation for the whole gym thing, the whole gym scene. You can yeah. try things. What about like, I know for me, like running and things is very mentally healthy. And so when I'm sidelined, and of course I recently had shoulder surgery, so I know what this is all about. <laughs> totally, we're, we're, we are injured, but and injured, but buddies. What do you call it? And it's funny because you've got the lower body injury, and I've got the upper body. Fun <laughs> when we work out, we're like, you do this for me, and I'll. <laughs> but there is a mental aspect of like. I know when I go trail running or running, it is like a mental like clarity that I get that when you don't have that. And even though there's a gym and you're, I mean, I guess you can still achieve some mental clarity with other kinds of fitness, but for people, I think like you and me, we have a lot of energy and we need to get it out. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that is kind of part of the challenge is not having that. Mm-hmm. Kind of have that. Euphoria. Well, you and it's, It's the endorphins too. I mean, you know, all exercise produces endorphins, but running produces the greatest amount. And 
does. That, it, it really does. Uh, I mean, you can have a bad day and you go out for a run and all of a sudden those problems don't seem so daunting. Like I can do this. I, I can handle these. So yeah, like I said, there has been moments where I've broke down and it's been, it's been very difficult because it's not just, I can't go out and run. It's all of a sudden the, my, my passion, the thing that has brought me so much joy and has helped me so much personally in my life has been taken away. It's not permanent. It's temporary, but it's a, it's a very long temporary. I, I probably won't be even be able to train or get back at it for a year and, until next year. Um, so, you know, it's, it's been a good, what I've been, what I've done that's really helped me is it's made me really look at myself and go, okay, you know, your eating disorder relapsed. Mm -hmm. It's this, I can't use, and it's, I can't use running to run away from my problems. Not that I was fully because running has been great for me. Um, but it was, you know, there was a moment last year when, you know, the stress in my life was super high and I wasn't taking care of myself yet. I was pushing myself so hard to train for this race. So I have really focused on like self-healing I've been mm. listening to, you know, positive mindset podcasts. I've been finding amazing books to read. So yes. I'm not running. I'm not getting that, but I'm able to refocus and realize, you know what? My life is going on, even though I don't have running and I'm learning more about myself and I'm picking new things to try and to do. Um, like it makes you shift your focus, even though you don't want Yes. To. Ultra running does take a lot of time and energy, mm -hmm. but now, I mean, in a way, it's an opportunity to develop yourself in other ways. Like mentally, you can develop a lot of mental strength. I know for me, like with my first, after I lost my first baby and then with, mm -hmm. I was on bed rest for 10 weeks. And one, oh. I was super stressed about losing a baby, but I learned, and I didn't have running. I couldn't run. I was, yeah. I learned the most probably valuable from that is that I could cope with stress without running, which was not usual for me that that is how I cope with stress so mm -hmm. I and but it did help me like I had to there was there was just no choice with yours you have to you mm -hmm. have to get a way that you can deal with stress in another way you know mm -hmm. and podcast and I mean I think that's a great suggestion and then you know of course listen in to this one and follow it <laughs> <laughs> Um, but the books idea and like the mental aspect, I know I've had a few surgeries through my life and I remember one particular, I had an umbilical cord cerny, her, her, uh, hernia fixed and I couldn't run, but I could cycle. And, oh. you know, my, running was a thing I like totally wanted to do, but mm -hmm. it made me work on cycling and I still had to even be upright, but like I worked on cadence and I did as much as I could do. And matter of fact, I ended up winning the race, the first race I did after Oh my gosh. surgery because you know what I worked on cadence and like my speed and I was like wow you don't I think it makes you be a little creative like you can do well at running by doing other things like you know you're, mm -hmm. you're well you do you did a marathon on elliptical that's amazing that <laughs> you still within reason with what the doctor wants you to do but mm -hmm. you're still like busting it out 
I mean, that's inspirational because I think a lot of people would just be sidelined and then lay in bed and cry about it. Cause I'm sure there was moments that were hard, but like, <laughs> I think action helps no matter what you do. Maybe you're, you're going and visiting somebody else at the hospital or you're doing mm-hmm. help other people like with that time, you're not just like giving up and that hope. Yeah. It keeps you like, it keeps you afloat, but mm-hmm. it's still no doubt there's still hard days. But it is giving you, like, opportunity to work on other things you wouldn't have. So, like, I don't know. I think that's always a benefit. And you have to think about what you're getting from it in that way. So you're not, like, focusing on what you're not getting, you know? Well, and, yeah. yeah. And I loved I loved when you, you know, were talking about, you know, yeah, you, you can focus on other things. But, you know, for me, I used running for a lot. And that is how I coped with like the majority of anxiety and stress and all these things. Right. Mm. But now I, I have found, you know, guess what? Life goes on. And I've, I, I have, I feel like even though this injury has not been fun, it's still not fun. And you know, it, but it has been a good opportunity of growth and learning. I feel like I've got more tools in my toolbox um, to handle life. And yeah. Can incorporate running back into it. Now that's, that's just one more way that I can go through life and through life's difficulties. But now I feel like I'm more adept to be able to handle other things because I've been able to get through this very difficult injury, Mm -hmm. you know, and like with you with cycling, it's interesting. I found, I love mountain biking and it always used to terrify me. And I don't know how to do the gears, and, and it's like running <laughs> with so- you. We're gonna figure this out together. We will blend up <laughs> exactly. You know, and it's like running is so easy. Like you just throw on your shoes, grab a hydration pack, a snack, and you're good to go. But it's like biking. Oh my gosh, you gotta like got your high yeah. gears, your low gears, and then you, then you, then you gotta like your a- tire. Hope you don't get a flat tire. Right. Exactly. But you know. That's one activity that I've been able to do with this injury now that it's finally getting a little stronger. Um, and I can get outside and I can get on the trails. Um, but it's been really fun. Like if had I not had this injury, you know, I I wouldn't have learned how much I really enjoy it. Like it is actually really fun and it's a great cross trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cardio that you get is, is fantastic. Like, I actually feel like I can get a workout. I mean, yeah, running on the ellipticals, it, it, you know, you do it long enough, you can get a good enough workout, but gosh, there's nobody to talk to. You're stuck inside the sweaty gym, <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, Not it's the air is like flowing. I say, I love to cycle, yeah. cycling mostly, but you know, I'm branching out, you know me. And so we're trying, um, but- <laughs> The hair, you know, your hair being blown by the wind, like being outside, I think, and then being on the trails again, maybe in a different way. Oh, mm-hmm. Running, it's it's hard when you're a runner in a way because running does sort of define you and it's almost mm-hmm. like you lose who you are without it. But at the same time, it also makes you, I mean, you and I were both were moms as well. So like, yeah, we do have other things taking our time and, you know, of course they're watching and we want to make sure mm-hmm. we're handling ourselves good in terms of how do we get through this injury and how are we mm-hmm. and uh, I I love to see your cute little Katie do her little <laughs> bike and she's doing so well and she's such a sweetie and I, I think um, we got to remember like the whole like like you said at the beginning when you're like you have to look at the whole picture you're going to be running again and it's yeah. not 
life is not over. Like didn't you're, you know, I mean, you, you're, it will come back. It, it is hard in the interim, but what I love about you is you're, you are finding the joy in the light in now, like you did you're like, let's do a mountain bike. This will be so fun. <laughs> let's try something new. Like, like that is a great way to cope because I think we, you can't pigeon yourself, you know, yourself into just this running your only mm-hmm. runner. Like you're so much more, even any runner, any runner listening, you are so much more than just a runner. You really are. Like, think about all the hats you wear in your life. If you're a mom, if you're, yeah, you have your, you work or you, you, you're, you're a mom, you're a, a daughter, you're a, you know, aunt, whatever. We, we all have different hats. And so sometimes maybe putting those hats on a little bit more than the running hat, you know, yeah, you do when it's okay, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, it is a good opportunity to look back because, you know, like I said, you know, I was the the runner, the ultra runner, you know, and it's like you go to family parties and whatever. And that's just, you know, people would come up and like, I don't even like to drive that far, you know, it's become um, the station, right? Always the conversation. Yeah. What's your yeah. next? What did you and do? And have that suddenly just taken away and then like all the self doubts and the, you know, the negative thoughts, because we all, we all have those. And, you know, it took, it took a fair amount of, you know, self-reflection. And that's why, you know, the self, you know, a lot of the books that I was able to find and the podcast that I listened to was really good to help change that mindset because I was pretty down on myself, um, knowing that, you know, this, this eating disorder relapse probably contributed a lot to this injury, um, and then DNFing so close to the finish. I know. Yeah. And I literally, I mean, I gave it everything I had. Um, but ultimately yeah. my body said, death. no, Plus death, you could not. Yeah. That was smart for you to pull out. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> yeah. You do have to listen but to your body. It was not, it wasn't easy and it was a really, it was a hard time, but you know, like you said, putting on different hats, I realized that guess what? Like I'm, I'm still Jill. I'm still, you know, I try to be the best mom I can. I try to be the best example for my kids and best friend and supportive person in, in other people's lives. And I realize like running's just a part of it. It doesn't define me. Um, yeah, it's a great aspect and it's a great thing no, in my life. Part, it's a part of what you do, but it's not who you are. Yeah. I think that's important to distinguish, you know, cause Cause it really is. I mean, you do wear so many other hats and that's, it is part of what you do. It's, it's something that people can relate to you with, but it's not who you are, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So injuries, they they are not fun. Um, but ultimately, you know, they're going to happen and, and they happen in any sport. Um, doesn't have to just be running and, you know, it's really what you do with those setbacks, you know, they say that- setbacks set us up for comebacks right <laughs> yeah right and some people do come back stronger mm-hmm. you know for me I became a faster and better cyclist because I couldn't swim or run at, you know when I had the other mm-hmm. other surgery so it made me focus on something I wouldn't have done as much with so like and then I really started loving it because I saw progress right so yeah it sometimes is in the in the end it becomes something you know and I know through my trials like I can relate to people now um I've been hit by a truck and I've had a concussion oh, all that right yeah. I think people that have had that too not that I wanted to but I mm-hmm. certainly I can relate to people that have lost babies or um, yeah. lost, like I've been through that grief and and honestly there is sort of a grief process when you 
lose the ability to do something that you love for a while. I mean, you, I would say you went through sort of a grief, but you're probably going through still. (laughs) Yeah, it's, yeah, that's a really good, that's a really good perspective. And I didn't think about it that way, but yeah, no, I, I literally lost a huge piece of me. Like that was such a huge piece. Like running has done so much in my life to help me and, and, and help me grow and gain confidence. And, um, such a big part of my life. And then literally it was yanked away. Yeah. Like not gracefully, (laughs) it was yanked painfully and quickly. And then I, I, it was like almost like this big snowball rolling down the hill. Like, you know, first, like I thought I sprained my ankle and then I, you know, no, first I DNF'd, then, I, you know, thought I had this sprained ankle, but then it wasn't getting better. And then I found out like, oh my gosh, I tore my tendon. Oh my gosh. And then I like found out how serious the surgery was going to be and how long of a recovery it was going to be. And that like, (laughs) like, and then, you know, needing a knee scooter and needing to sit in this like stool in, you know, the shower. And I, and then I couldn't drive because it was my right foot. Oh God. And I lost my independence, right? Like all these things. That's horrible. That's hard. (laughs) But now you're able to do so much more. What I think, gosh, you know, when I like, cause for me, I couldn't swim for a little while, but then Mm -hmm. when I started swimming, I was like, oh my gosh, I love it so much. Like, I think you don't realize how much you love something until it's taken away. And then right. it creates this, this appreciation level that you would never achieve any other way besides having it taken away. And so mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm loving it. I'm like, okay, I really love the hot tub. That's what I really love. <laughs> but that's my favorite part. But, uh, and the sauna is awesome. So you can stretch a lot in those kind of things. And I nice. do a there. But, you know, I do think it brings that appreciation. I wanted mm-hmm. to ask you this. Is there... I bet you have a bunch of these, but is there like a mantra you've been using, like in your mind, like when it gets hard or you have a hard day? I mean, I know you kind of said you look at the long term or you focus on the big picture. Like, do you have a mantra, though, that you that you're saying to yourself a lot that kind of get you through not only like this injury, but like workouts or when you're out there on the trails, when you, you know, when you'll be back out there, are there things that you tell yourself to get you through those miles like a mantra? Um, I don't know if I necessarily have a mantra, but I've always been a pretty driven person and it, and it has been hard to like lose fitness. Like I I can tell, like I've lost a lot and I've worked so hard to gain it, but that's okay. I'll get it back. Um, but really there's a thought that always goes through my brain. Um, and it's, and it's mainly just, it's, it's to keep me behaved because anybody who knows me personally, I, 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 I don't rest. I don't like rest days. I'm constantly pushing. I'm constantly going, but there's Behave. this. There's this, I know, right? There's I'm this gonna thought. Tell you that. I know. <laughs> That's probably why we're friends. Um, but there's this thought that always goes through my brain. And it's I I wanna I, I really want to get back to my ultras. And I need to I I don't want my I, I want to be able to finish my hundred mile races, right? And and possibly longer. Um and I keep thinking I have this thought that it's like if I'm behaved if I you know take it easy on on running right mm-hmm. um and I work on my cross training and do whatever it takes you know to keep my fitness but like still behave you know I don't want my ankle to start hurting at say mile 80 oh. mile 90 yeah. right because you know 
that would be a really awful thing to have to DNF just because I was impatient with the process. Uh, so you're and that whether you like it or not, you're learning patience. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but you know, and another, another thought is, you know, with, with my kids, I, I really, then I think most moms and even fathers can, can relate, you know, I don't just do this for myself. You know, I don't, ex- I, I don't expect my kids to be runners in life, but yeah. I really want my kids to see you can do hard things. And it, and it used to just be, you know, you know, they'd see me do these hard races and sometimes, you know, they wouldn't necessarily go as planned and I would struggle and they would see me struggling, but they would see me not giving up, but mm-hmm. it's been an interesting and, you know, another good opportunity that they see this major setback. And that's another thing that gets me through these, these days is, you know, I've got this big setback, but I'm not giving up. And am I going to the gym with a boot and mm-hmm. doing what I can? You mm-hmm. bet. Um, am I trying to keep focused? Am I trying to keep positive? But am I also being real and talking about struggles and talking about insecurities and talking about these things with them? Absolutely. Because we all have them. That We're all going to have these setbacks in life. It doesn't have to necessarily be an injury. It could be another huge step back. It could be, you know, financial or, you know, like relationship wise or whatever, we're all going to have these things and I love to, because, yeah. And we need honestly, to have the tools to be able to like get through these, these stumbling blocks and these roadblocks or, you know, detours in life. Um, so act, anyway, <laughs> you act like it's not life isn't hard. Never, you know, make, I mean, this is, this is not like, this is reality and reality isn't like the highlight. You know, mm-hmm. it really is hard. And we have, down days and we have difficult things and it's okay to be sad and cry sometimes you know and I think Mm -hmm. that's smart to show your family and your kids because that's going to like help them you know not feel like they're inadequate in a lot of ways it's like even strong people have bad days or hard days or sad days and honestly like some kind you know some emotional and stuff like that doesn't necessarily mean you're weak it's actually a strength to be you know, kind or thoughtful of others, or, you know, I think a lot of people view that stuff as weak, but really it isn't. And it's okay to be real. It's okay to show mm-hmm. them that this hurts and it sucks and it's mm-hmm. sad. And this is important to me because they're probably going to have those setbacks too. And that you can still persevere. And I like that your attitude is, you know, I'm not giving up though. I'm going to keep trying. This is a hard day. This is a bad day, like, <laughs> you know, but I'm going to keep trying. And that's, that's commendable. I think that that's no doubt they're learning that from you. I mean, a lot of people learn that from you. So, but <laughs> it's pretty, yeah, injuries are hard and yours was a significant injury. And um, yeah, I love, I love everything you shared. And I think that we're, you know, as you eat, you have to ease back into training. And I know yeah. <clears throat> one of the things that I shared on for mine is I, it's so hard to lose fitness. It's so hard. I can't oh. And so I'm kind of, I'm getting my fitness back, but I do what I can do within reason. And then mm-hmm. I try to do this two a day or three day workouts and, and it's okay. I tell a lot of people, you don't have to do some magnificent large workout to make progress. Yeah. Maybe you're not, you're listening and you're like, that's way crazy. I would never do a hundred mile race or whatever, but <laughs> whatever goal you have, it doesn't matter if you, 
if you don't give up on doing even little things, like it can be, you know, cause honestly a hundred mile race is like losing a hundred pounds. It's, it's very hard, but you yeah. break the pieces and you break it in. Like for you, I'm sure you're not, you're looking forward to when you can run again, but you're dealing with the day in front of you. And so I think sometimes we yeah. encourage when we don't know when we can start running or whatever you're knowing it's hopeful but you deal with and do the best you can in the day that you're in and like staying in the moment is so key and not feeling like you can't do anything because you, you aren't not doing anything. You are doing everything you can within the re within reason, but with that goal in mind that you don't want to be at eight mile 80 and hurting because you aren't, you were too impatient with the recovery. It's mm -hmm. like patience. I think that's holds true. People losing weight or something you have to yeah. with little bits at a time. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so, that's so good. You nailed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> it's hard. This is, it is hard and it's okay that it's hard and it's okay to be sad, but it's also important to like get up every time you fall down. Like, yeah. That's what counts is it's showing up mm -hmm. and just trying every day and even little bits matter. And you know, this is a, in life with everybody with COVID happening and everybody was mm -hmm. sort of killed. we're kind of coming back and no doubt that would even exaggerated that injury even worse but <laughs> like, staying like I guess the other question I have for you positivity is huge right how do yeah. you stay positive I mean there's that but on a daily level how do you stay positive oh well you know <clears throat> it's it's really so this is what I try to do every day, especially, I mean, cause I've had down days. Like I've had days that I don't want to leave the house that I'm just so down about this injury. And then, you know, like recounting, you know, the race and, and, and the whole last year and, and everything that was happening in my personal life. Um, when I really struggle is I, either using the note function on my cell phone or I just grab a piece of paper and pen and I start listing about listing everything that I'm grateful for. Yeah. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> and I know it sounds so cheesy, but you know what? Like, honestly, so great. Ev every time I do that, I realize how blessed I am in life <clears throat> and how much I've given and, you know, the amazing people and support that I have in my life and all of my many amazing memories and things that I've been able to do. So I'm able to look at that and look at that big picture. Cause yeah, you know what? I might be sad that day and it's okay. It's fine. We don't have to be happy every single day. Um, but I'll tell you what, I always feel better when I'm able to look at all the wonderful and all the good that's in my life so that that's uh, what I do uh, <laughs> that helps me keep that positive that. outlook <laughs> I'm so with you on notes in my phone every day before bed when I lay my head down before I go to sleep I write down what I'm grateful for for that oh, day particularly was it a cute quote that somebody sent me was it a nice nice words was it was it I felt accomplished as a mom or you know something mm -hmm. cute my children or it's little tiny things but if you're looking for them you know it really helps to come from I think in my heart a place of abundance like yes yeah. you know I was didn't have to have the setback yeah and if you think about all those bad things it's going to become a monster 
on your back. If you think yeah. about all the, cute, the just the little things, the neat little their kitties are so cute sitting in the sink and like <laughs> I mean, they're probably dumb for everybody else, but to me that it just tickles me. I love to see yeah. the cute kitties do their cute things, and my daughter, and my kids loving those animals and like the the home and the garden and these little these little my horseradish is poking through the ground and my yeah like there's so much to be grateful for and it it really does fill your soul to come from a place of abundance and gratitude it gratitude makes what you have enough it Mm -hmm. really oh oh absolutely well you know kind of goes along like not to be cliche but you know it, it kind of goes along with that saying that, you know, if you think you can, you can. If you think you can't, you can't. So when you focus on the negative, that's all you're going to see. Mm-hmm. But if you focus on the positive, that's what you're going to see. And so even with like this horrible, crappy, sucky, all the <laughs> awful adjectives and descriptions, injury, um, if you focus on, you know, like, gosh, what can I do? What do I have in this life? You know, and what else can I focus on? Gosh, my life is full, you know, and I've realized I can get by without running, you know, it'll be there when I'm ready and I'm excited for it. Um, But it's been great to focus on, you know, other things and to be able to work on, you know, other aspects of my life. Training, you know, we do so much to train our body, but Mm -hmm. I know we and I do you know life coaching and stuff now but I find we don't do that much to train our brain yeah and when we are sidelined that's an a great opportunity and the gratitude you know writing down the gratitude and getting our mind patterns that way it's a great way to train your mind you know mm-hmm. we don't we don't spend enough time I think working on the mind and sometimes we do without realizing really are like the mantras or the things that you think or just like your thought patterns and and people being able to hear those I think that's beneficial it's like you believe the own your own story that you tell yourself and so but that that script can be changed and it can be um made into what you want it to be too we do believe you know what we tell ourselves I think like kind of like what you were hitting on but um yeah so many (laughs) so many great things to learn from injury that we don't really want to go through but we learn them and those the things we learn usually learn a lot more I bet you anything you will learn you have learned so much from your DNF probably more than all of your <laughs> other races combined all your yeah. right we learn from the hard things more mm-hmm. and we don't want to go through them but we, we who wants to you know we don't do that but but we do go through it because we have to and it's kind of mm-hmm. like too but what we learn from that we would never want to I mean, I, who wants to go through an injury again, but we wouldn't want to not learn what we learned. Right. Yeah, so exactly. We go through well, the hard stuff to learn. Exactly. And it's like, you know, the DNF. Yeah, it was awful. And it was really hard for me. Like that was my very first DNF and it came out of an injured. Like it, it was hard, but yeah. you know what, mm-hmm. when you do these huge events and it's not just hundred mile races, it's, you know, and, and my level of heart is different for everybody else. So, you know, what, you know, might be very, uh, someone might have a very hard time doing a 5k and may not be able to finish it or, you know, like their first triathlon or bike race or whatever, you know, ultimately there's a very real possibility of you not finishing. Like there's a lot of things that can happen. A lot of things that can get out of your control. Um, and this is another thing that I was able to, you know, maybe you know, take from the 
experience and getting back to being an example for my kids is, you know, life's not a Hallmark movie. I oh, can't tell you. What? <laughs> like, what? It's really not. Like, seriously. I, I thought you had a perfect life. What are you talking about? Right. I know, right? Just look at my Instagram. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It, it has all kinds of... No, you're real. That's okay. what we like. I know. I was just kidding. <laughs> but, you know, but, like, but really, I wish... I could express without getting emotional how bad I wanted Wasatch. Um, I knew about this race since high school and um, I had some health issues growing up and I, I, ne- I just never thought I'd be at this level where I could be strong enough to run this race. And then it's a lottery. So it's a hard race. You know, you're not guaranteed to get in. No. So I felt like this was my one chance and, and it, it was just not in my cards. Like I struggled from my, like the very first climb, you know, the very first seven miles I was having issues and it like literally had issues the entire race. And, and ultimately I obviously I didn't finish. Um, it's hard to fight through all that and then still not meet what you, yeah. and knowing that that was something you were thinking might've been unattainable anyway. And then mm-hmm. like, you wanted to prove to yourself that you could do it. So that I mean, it stung, no doubt. Oh, it did. And my kids were with me. And, you know, my, my parents were at the finish line. There's friends waiting at the finish line for me. And I made it past that last aid station. Everybody tracking me online. Oh, Jill's made it. And then all of a sudden, no, I didn't. Yeah. So you know. Close. So close. So close. Right. I mean, but you were like, I mean, you, you're alive. I mean, you had. Yeah, to, yeah it was, it was, it was pretty little... dangerous. It was not very good. I, I did need to Passing stop when out. I did. <laughs> not good like no. i'm so glad like i'm glad you're still here <laughs> i know 100 miler but like right but, but you know like you better it, conquer it again though i mean yeah I know, exactly and i, and I can learn from it but you know it's just i wanted my kid it, it's been a good opportunity for like my kids or anybody else to realize i wanted that so bad my training was on point everything was on point but in the end it didn't work out. And there's so many times in life, not just in races, not just in whatever, but there's so many times in life that you want something so bad and you do everything right. Everything you, you, you worked at it, you, whatever. And it didn't work out. But guess what? Like you have to do it's okay. control, right? Like yeah. not is in our control. Yeah, right. exactly. And there was a lot, you know, like 54% of the runners dropped this, this last year. I mean, it was bad race conditions, you know, it was rough race. And, you know, it's okay. Cause guess what? You know, that hundred mile distance isn't going anywhere. Um, I can get back at it and I can learn from it. Like I can learn from all the things that happened in that race. I was able to look back and go, okay, so here's where I, this, this started causing this problem. Well, this started causing this problem Mm. and you can take those and those nuggets and be like, okay, you know, how can I learn from this? How can I, you know, get back at it or whatever. And it's not really a failure until you fail to learn, right? Or until you just give up. <laughs> you don't want, no, you don't want, no, absolutely not. <laughs> no, no, what I, what I was meaning by giving up is not necessarily the event, but it's like, if you, you know, say you have an injury, like running, you're, you're just getting new into running and bam, IT band injury, right? Yeah. You could throw your hands up in the air and be like, oh, I guess this isn't for me. Right. Yeah. A lot of people do that. They don't keep trying or like, yeah, I'm in to eventually have something. Yeah, exactly. So but it's like, okay, yeah. you do a little research, you learn. Okay. Well, I need to, I need to exercise my glutes. I need my stability muscles strong. And guess what? You can get back at it. And guess what? After learning from that, 
now you can be a stronger runner and, and look at all the different opportunities that can be or experiences that running can give you. You could run your first 5K, you can run your first half or your marathon or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But if you would have got an injury and just said, oh, I guess my body's not built for this I'm, or I guess this isn't for me. You mm-hmm. could be denied some amazing, like, you know, experiences and opportunities and, you know, and you never know where it could take you if you yeah, look at me. Who knew? Yeah. Right. Exactly. I really like running when I first started because it was really hard, but I was ahead of everybody. But I'm like, you know what? <laughs> college and now I do it for my my living. So like yeah. it, you never know. And so, yeah, don't give up after you you have a little tiny you know, hiccup, like mm-hmm. a rocks can be, you know, a stumbling block can be a stepping stone too. You know, yeah. you decide, you decide, are you going to trip over? Or are you going to step on it and make it higher and, and do better? And, um, but it's a, it is a choice. And I like that. I mean, you're showing us kind of what you've chosen to how, how you chosen to look at a very hard situation. And like, <laughs> I love the hopefulness because, you know, and I love the thought that, well, the hundred mile not going anywhere. Like it isn't. Like, it'll be there when you're back at it. It's yeah. it hard. I think one of the hardest things is to see life kind of going faster past you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I see people out running. Like I want to be doing that many mileage right. You know, the, <laughs> right now, and I'm like I am sidelined. But I'm like thinking. But but when you have the gratitude, it does definitely help. And I think mm-hmm. I'll. I've done this long enough. Like I've done it almost like thirty years. I'm like right. It'll be there. You're right. Yeah. I love that because it's like yeah, it'll be there. I don't have to it's not going anywhere. Like Mm -hmm. other people can do that more now. Right. Then then it's okay because I also have time now to work on other things. I didn't have time for. So like it's, it all works out. Right. Mm -hmm. And and I'm just, I can't wait to see you finish. I am going to have to be at that finish when you do it again. Yeah, uh, <laughs> or doing. I'll be patient. You know what? You know, <laughs> Either uh, or, <laughs> and both probably. But um, no, my friend. I'm glad that uh, I could talk to you about this because I know we've talked about this quite a bit. But I think it's so valuable to share your insight with others because you're in the midst of an injury and it is hard. And I know I'm getting over mine too. And there are things that can help. And I think it's good to talk about it. I think it's therapeutic to like you know, air those feelings and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of process what you're going through too out loud. Yeah. Sometimes it makes it a little bit different, but mm-hmm. now I know what to say to you. I will, say <laughs> you, I will always keep saying to you, behave, <laughs> so, <laughs> behave, behave, because you know, you want to get back to that finish and that is going to be one glorious finish when you, <laughs> when you get to do it because you've worked so hard and you went through all this to get it, you know, it'll be even that much better when you cross that line of Wasatch 100 the next time. (laughs) I know I'm going to be crying. You're going to be, you know, it's going to be great. So um, anyway, thank you so much for taking the time to talk and like process all this with me. And I think this has been really fun. So I appreciate having you. Yeah. Thank you for having me and letting me talk about my crazy running and this amazing injury. (laughs) I say that with all the sarcasm in the world. (laughs) I had a little tear. tear, (laughs) Anyway, you, you just keep at it because you really are inspiration to others, but I really appreciate you. And I'm so grateful to call you my friend. So thank you for all the encouragement you give me as well. So Anyway, I'm sure we'll be seeing you soon anyway, so um, <laughs> we will connect more. Uh, yeah, we'll probably have to do more of these about all kinds of things because this is fun. So I really yeah. appreciate-
but um all right everybody listening in um if you have any other ideas or certainly follow this or share this with others if you thought this was helpful for you and uh until next time live well